Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Beats of Spirit. This episode is sponsored by Club Tiki. Visit them at clubtikico.com to order rum-based cocktails in a can. Use promo code Drums and Rums to receive a discount and free shipping when you order two four-packs or more. They can the tropics so you don't have to. Want to learn more about rum or expand your rum knowledge? Then become a rum liaison. The Royal Rum Society has rum liaison certification programs for all levels from enthusiasts who wants to learn more about rum all the way to master rum liaison certification. The highest degree of rum knowledge, discernment, and elucidation. Visit rumlier.com. That's R-U-M-M-E-L-I-E-R.com. Use promo code DRUMS2022 and receive 15% discount off your enrollment. Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Meets the Spirits, episode 114. And this is a solo podcast episode. So you just got me today. And I, you know, it's a, it's a it's a little bit of a preview, a little bit kind of getting excited here for an upcoming show that's been actually two years in the making. And this is the first time I'm actually gonna be seeing this performer. And uh, actually, it's actually once after after the show's over, I've have kind of Cool to say that I've seen two fourths of the Beatles, unfortunately not together. Right, those who are still surviving, uh, still living, I guess. And this upcoming show was originally supposed to be from 2020, and as most people know, 20, what happened 2020, then it was 2021, rescheduled again, and now 2022. And this show was particularly was supposed to, was supposed to take place in June of 2022. Well, two of the members got COVID, and now it's been postponed. This September. Well, we're taping this episode on September 12th, and it's actually the show will be taking place on September Saturday, September 17th, down at the Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida. We're really looking forward to seeing this uh, this performer and his All Star Band. So let's just kind of get right into it. So you probably already may know who I'm talking about, and uh, he goes by. Most people know who he is by the, his name or his name that he goes by now, Ringo Starr. But as he was born with the name Richard Stark, and he was born, so we're just going to go by, we're just going to refer to him by Ringo for the most of the story here. This is easier, again, because that's how I've ever always known him as. And so Ringo was born July 7th, 1940 in Liverpool, England. Now he's the oldest Beatle. And he's got, he's three, he was three months older than John. And uh, he was born in, as I mentioned, in Liverpool. His father was a dock worker. His mother was a baker. So pretty modest, you know, probably middle class uh, family grow up and growing up in uh, Liverpool, you know, in early 40s. See, just getting, you know, just again, still thinking about history here, where just before, you know, World War II starts happening, you know, kind of just kind of set that stage as how far back we think about this. Now, Ringo's parents met in this bakery and later married. And uh, so when little Richie was just three years old, his parents unfortunately broke. Ringo's mom later married Harry Graves, who Ringo called his stepladder. Now, Ringo was a happy child despite the various hospital visits he killed much of his life. That's pretty much, you know, if you know Ringo, he's very laid back. He's very peace and love. You know, that's his slogan. That's his catchphrase, whatever you're you want to call it, but you know, it doesn't surprise me that he was at, he was a very, very kind hearted person or uh, very happy. 
So, unfortunately, he you know, he entered the hospital for the first time at six years of age for about of append- about of appendicitis, and Ringo became quite bored, like any kid, a uh, little child that's bored. You know, again, this before TVs were probably in hospitals at all. You know, and you're talking about in the 40s, right? 46 a time frame, right? And uh, so, even though he was a bit lonely, his parents brought him two toys to keep him entertained. One was a red bus, and the other was a small drum. Ringo's first drum. Now, that's a heck of a place to keep the first drum in the hospital, right? But so young Ringo kept himself well occupied with the drum, but upon noticing there was a lonely boy in the bed next to him, and Ringo decided to give up pretty red bus. And as little Ringo leaned out of the bed to give his bus to the other boy, he fell, hitting his head and knocking himself into a coma. Talk about luck. So Ringo remained in the hospital for around another year, putting him behind in his education. So you've probably heard a lot of stories about how he he's not as smart or educated or, uh, you know, compared to John and Paul, you know, being around those two guys. Uh, you know, but you can understand, you know, some of his, uh, you know, not that he was dumb by any means, but just, again, he was is, is very behind in his school. So once he finally got a ho- uh, hospital, as I mentioned, he was seriously behind his schoolwork. He couldn't read very well and was put in a class with kids much younger than him. Ringo became quite unhappy with his schooling situation. You could be understand, right? So you're in a class, you're older, you're older kid is almost like uh, what's that Adam Sandler movie, uh, Billy Madison, right? You know, but, you know, much older than fellow students in your classroom. And at 13, Ringo caught a cold, which turned into pleurisy putting him back into the hospital and further behind in the schoolwork. So you want to talk about just, you know, unfortunate health, luck, um, and, you know, it just, it, that's just got to really suck, just being behind in, in that growing up. And Ringo also then started, he started smoking around this time and probably for something to do, right? And again, bored, boredom, that's in, and you keep idle hands, right? Uh, by 15, he can barely read and write. Like, the other three Beatles, Ringo became interested with the Liverpool music known as Skiffle. Ringo started his own group called the Eddie Clayton Skiffle Group in 1957. And in 1959, Ringo moved on to the Raving Texans, a quartet led by Rory Storm. Ringo became quite a good drummer with the added performance practice and even taking advantage of solos called Star Time. Ringo got his nickname because of the numerous rings he wore on his pinky and ring fingers. The name Star was chosen by dropping the key from his last name. Thus, this gave him the catchy title we know him by today, Ringo Star. Now, Rory changed the name of the band to the Hurricanes, and they became a big success in Liverpool and Germany. It was in Hamburg in 1960 when Ringo first met his fellow Beatles. At the time, Rory Storm's band was much more popular than the Beatles. Now, Beatles with an A, right? And that's that's the, the difference in the name, uh, as some people may have thought originally. Nevertheless, the interest in Ringo Starr led to his joining the band in 1962. Rory Storm was quite unhappy to lose such a great drummer, and Pete Best, the Beatles' original drummer, was less happy to be replaced. Many Pete Best fans rejected Ringo, holding vigils outside of Pete's house 
in rioting at the Cavern Club. The shout of Pete Best Forever, Ringo Never, was prevalent. Still, there was a wonderful connection between Ringo's drumming style and the music of the Beatles. Ringo's fun-loving attitude was appealing, giving the rest of the Beatles a head start on their special humor. And as you, you, you know the Beatles, they had such an interesting kind of humor, British humor, right? And cheekiness. Ringo's health would continue to cause problems again later. In 64, Ringo missed three quarters of the tour in Scandinavia, Holland, the Far East, and Australia to have his tonsils out. Once this was resolved, the Beatles were underway. Ringo contributed many interesting quotes to their Beatles repertoire, some of which became song titles. Eight Days a Week was written after one of Ringo's expressions. The Beatles' first movie, originally called Beatlemania, was instead called A Hard Day's Night after something Ringo said one evening after a particularly grueling session. Because he seemed to content to sit at the back, Ringo was sometimes considered to be the least important Beatle, as I mentioned, right? And unfortunately, a lot of drummers get that, right? We sit in the back behind everyone who's up front and, you know, pay no attention to the guy or girl in the back there sitting on the drum throne, right? Well, that's just, that's always seems to be the story of our, us drummers live. Right? We're all the way in the back, blocked by the guitarist and the, and the uh, singer. But, you know, he was not one of the main writers, nor was he a strong vocalist. Ringo was only given one song per album, but in my opinion, Ringo used his valuable space well. Ringo became an integral part of the Beatles. Not only did he inventive drumming help provide the Beatles' distinctive sound, but he fulfilled other real needs. Ringo was the most down-to-earth member of the Fab Four. Ringo was the friendly Beatle. He received more fan mail than any of the others. They became the mediator in many of the later arguments of the band. The Beatles formed this sensitivity, his sense of humor, and his peace and love way of dealing with the world. His modesty and kind heart was important to the Beatles as John and Paul's musical talent. Ringo always seemed a bit overwhelmed by the success of the Beatles, as if he was pleasantly surprised by what was happening to Ringo really looked up to John, Paul, and George as three brothers and continues to love them as such day. He gave himself them the best he could do with love and without ego. Ringo had his most important dreams come true with the Beatles. The only dream Ringo never fulfilled was to sit in the audience as a, at a Beatles concert. Ringo has been married twice, first to his longtime girlfriend, Maureen Cox, which he met Maureen in the Cavern Club when he was still in Rory Storm in the Hurricane. Ringo and Maureen were married at the Caxton Hall in Westminster in February 1965. They had three children, Zach, Jason, and Lee. And Ring unfortunately, Ringo and Maureen were divorced in 75, and sadly, Maureen died in 1994, leukemia despite a bone marrow transplant from her son, Zach. Ringo married Barbara Bach, whom he met on the set of Caveman movie in 1983, and they're still happening. So you you may have heard of Zach's name, uh, come up for Zach uh, Ringo, uh, Zach, Zach Starr, and you know he has performed with other groups. He's performed uh, even with The Who, and so definitely you've probably heard of him. So 
Ringo not only had successful musical career with the Beatles, but he also had solo efforts with his all-star band. Ringo has had many great solo hits, such as Photograph, Back Off Boogaloo, You're 16, and It Don't Come Easy. Ringo's worked with many famous and wonderful artists, such as Elton John, Aaron Nielsen, Peter Frampton, Steven Tyler, Petty, and even Ozzy Osbourne. And Ringo remains one of the most famous drummers. And it's not just because he was in the Beatles. His abilities behind the kit were first rate, so much so that he was one of the only drummers George Harrison depended on during his solo. Star's drumming skills are even more impressive when you want learn one fact about him. The kit he's used for decades. Ringo was one of the only drummers, as I mentioned, that George trusted to contribute to his soul album. It's hard to listen to Beatles songs like Come Together or Tomorrow Never Dies not be astounded by Ringo's drumming. In both cases, the beats make the songs instantly recognizable. Bill Collins, other famed drummer from his solo career as well as Genesis, also known for his top-shelf skills on the skins, praised Ringo's drumming. Collins, he was an extra on Hard Day's Night. That was a movie that was made back in the 60s by the Beatles. Uh, kind of fun, cheeky movie about them playing the music and all the craze that was going on at the time. And when he was there for, during the filming, Bill Collins knew he was filming a Beatles movie because he recognized Ringo's. Now, for us, for those of you that are drummers, you you know and know who the Beatles are and, and so forth. I know who Ringo is. You know how iconic that Ludwig drum kit is that Ringo played. Right. You know, you, you see it, you just know instantly that's Ringo. So you can definitely understand. I can, I can totally get to see that with Phil Collins thinking about that this was, you know, who's drum kit that actually. An urban legend held that John Lennon claimed Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. And that wasn't true. Come on. Now, again, that was just John being John, right? And John once said that, while not a technical wizard, Ringo was talented and a damn fine drummer. And that praise gave for Ringo's drumming skills overshadows one fact that makes him his timekeeping even more impressive. Now, the way Ringo played the drums, right? So, stringed instruments come in right and left-handed versions. However, a drummer can rearrange their drum kit to suit the dominant hand. So you see lefty drummers, you see righty drummers, it's 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 not like you have a, a left-handed snare or a a right-handed you know crash cymbal or anything like that, right? But you know what's really interesting is that Ringo's drumming skills are more impressive when you consider he's a lefty who's played with a right-handed setup for decades. So this was a, this was a quote from Ringo uh, from a Conan O'Brien interview. Ringo said, I was born left-handed and my grandmother thought that it was not a good sign. And so she turned me right-handed. So I write right-handed, but anything else I do is left-handed, golf and whatever. So I have a right-handed kit, but I lead with my left. It makes it weird because I need time to do fill. So a drummer can roll from the snare to the tom-tom to the floor, where he, I can't do it because... I've got to come under my right hand all the time. I can go this way to my left really good. And then so that's that's Ringo's 
drumming technique. Now, again, I'll try to demonstrate here. If you're watching the video, talking about, so what he's talking about for those non-drummers, right? So he's trying to roll. So I'm a right-handed drummer. And when you roll, so my right hand's keeping, keeping it on the hi-hat, right? My left hand's on the snare. So when a right-handed drummer goes to do a drum roll, a drum fill, he goes up on the tom, the high tom, right hand first, left hand next on the tom, right hand next on the next tom, left hand, and so on and so forth. But what he's saying is he's got to move his left hand underneath. So the left hand is, that's on the snare, that's underneath his right hand that's on the hi-hat. So now he's got to come up, lift, move his right hand out of the way, Left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. So it's interesting. So if you ever watch him perform, it's you'll see how the movement of his hands, he's a dominant lefty when he does his drum fill. So that that's that's kind of a really impressive that just figuring out and but again that that creates his his unique style, right? So the question always is why didn't he ever just adjust his kit, right? Especially after the Beatles made a bit. But it it might have been because of after years of playing the drums with a righty setup, he became proficient at leading with his left hand despite the challenge. The backhand playing also gave him a signature sound. He would lead with his left, which most right-handed drummers, when you go around the drums, you lead with your right hand. And this is a quote from Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. As he said during one of the, the promo video for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there is a different sound to it and a different feel. All right. So again, Ringo had his own totally unique style. And uh, and that's different sound and feel and contribute to it again as signature drum riffs, such as the mid-early mid soul in the Abbey Road song, The End. So a lot of lot of talk about when, you know, with the two surviving members of the Beatles, you know, are, are Paul and Ringo still so the Beatles split on less than perfect terms after nearly a decade of making music and history together. Their time together as a quartet had ran its course, but the shared history ensured each of them would remain close with each other. That includes Ringo and Paul. Now, Paul once threw Ringo out of his house when the drummer tried to deliver a letter from the other three Beatles, but that moment of conflict didn't sour their relationship. The band broke up before broke up and Paul said his drummer was a pro for never being late to rehearse. They've made up time to meet up socially, play together over the years, just as George had Ringo lend his stick work to do solo work. So did Paul. Ringo lent his drumming skills to several of Paul's solo albums and Paul and Ringo FaceTime each other on a regular when they're not playing together or meeting whether the Beatles solo or with his all-star band, Ringo's drumming skills have never failed to impress. Now, some with the recent passing here, as I mentioned, this, this is being taped on September 12, 2022. And uh, a couple of little footnotes here along the timeline, Ringo's timeline. And this is kind of fitting, obviously, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth II in October 26, 1965, Queen Elizabeth II awards the Beatles the most excellent order of the British Empire medals at Buckingham Palace in 65. 
And then in December of 2017, Ringo is awarded a knighthood by the Queen of England at her 2018 New Year's Eve honors. Ringo is the second member of the Beatles to be knighted 21 years after Paul McCartney. Now, Ringo has also, no, also been recognized as the most richest drummer, wealthiest drummer in the world at the moment over Phil Collins and, you know, any other April, I guess, even can be considered, you know, he plays everything. But, you know, Ringo is actually one of those. So, again, kind of really neat. Looking forward to it, the show here. As I said, it's a little primer for this coming weekend. Looking like really excited to see in the show here and uh, looking forward to the, the all-star band, which is, you know, these guys in the all-star band are no slouches and they're big names in their own right as well, which include in the all-star band, Steve Lukather from Toto, Colin Hay of Men at Work, Warren Ham saxophonist from bands like Kansas, Amos Stewart, who is in the average white band, and Greg Bissonnette, drummer for David Lee Roth and numerous other bands, and lastly, Edgar Winter of Edgar Winter. So again, look forward to this. This should be a really fun show. They all are playing mostly cover songs here. Uh, songs of the, the each of them their own bands or the, they wrote so it's going to be a nice mix of different music other than just Beatles or Ringo's uh, music and uh, should be a really fun uh, evening there so again this was originally supposed to be in June and it was supposed to be for our, our anniversary uh, but it got rescheduled and then to the heart of hurricane season which I'm you know knock on wood the moment surprised that this actually still is taking place or we didn't have a storm this yet but anyway so Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, little, uh, you know, look into who Ringo Starr is, uh, as you mentioned. Hopefully you got a chance to watch the, the documentary that came out there, you know, Get Back, uh, that just released. I think they've got all nominations uh, for uh, for uh, awards and so forth. This is brilliant. It's, I know it's a long documentary, but it really gives a glimpse into what life was like, as you know, around the Beatles recording in the studio just them just kind of riffing on each other and just being really really close right you know they're really tight uh so look forward to seeing the show here like i said two-fourths of the beatles uh that'll be recognized obviously can't get the other two uh anymore but hopefully like i said you enjoy this episode where it's a little solo one of me just talking about ringo star in preparation for the upcoming show here on saturday september 17th so Stay tuned to the next episode after this because we'll be doing a review of the show and uh, I'll tell you what I think about it and kind of give a little bit of a backstory and uh, we'll post all sorts of stuff on social media. So don't forget to check out all of the things that we got going on here, uh, social media, the Instagram page, you know, posting a lot of up there, growing out the YouTube channel. So don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Got a lot of great episodes coming up there as well as on Sunday and the 18th, we'll be having Manus Itine, uh video premiere of his podcast. So hopefully you join us there. He'll be in live in the chat to hang out with uh, Manus and I, and we'll answer any questions and learn about some of his music and him. And if, if those who don't know, he's the, I interviewed him on the last episode and he is the drummer for Michael Fronte and Speed. 
So again, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Check out Jams and Cocktails, Jams and Coffee, our fellow uh, partner on our podcast network, Brad and I doing our podcast and we're working together in a, a part of our network and growing that out. So just stay tuned, just follow whatever you can. Cause again, if you like what we're doing here, then we're looking forward to doing a lot more too. So this is Paul. I'll see y'all peace and love, peace and love for the back beats meet the spirits. Thanks all. If you like what we're doing here at drums and rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor, advertise on the podcast, or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Lastly, I want to thank Brad Brock Toon, titled Once Upon a Bottle of Rum, and check out his podcast, Jams and Cocktails. Thanks again for listening, where the backbeats meet the spirits. <laughs>